So Paul just asked me a question which I thought was a really interesting question and I thought, do you know what, I've done podcasts in a while and I thought it was a good opportunity to sort of talk about this a little bit more as it sort of was flowing out because it sort of made sense in my head anyway. So what was the question? What is your partner? What was your partner? Made you... Made you think about yourself. Realise about yourself, think about yourself. Realise. And... From that came an answer which went into more than just a sentence. But, you know, the main part of the answer being that you have made me comfortable with being myself and unapologetically myself, Um, which I do think in relationships that... well I mean I've always lacked it in my relationships I've never felt the ability to be be myself and feel comfortable with it I've always felt that I was doing something wrong or you know nothing was good enough or you know I remember in past relationships you know saying to somebody that you know you like to tell me all the things that I do wrong and all the things you don't like but you know is there anything you want to tell me that you like or do I do anything right and I was always worried that whatever I did you know would result in an argument or um, being put down perhaps because I was doing it wrong or saying the wrong thing or being the wrong person and something that you've taught me to be what? Oy, don't swear on me podcast <laughs> Dave come here <laughs> um, the cat's getting pulled but one of the things that um, Paul has done I mean you know is I'm in a very happy relationship with Paul and um as much as I wind him up we are I think good together and we sort of tick get on get on we get on we do get on and we it, it's not forced is it no we just get on and it's so refreshing because I feel like I can just be myself and I don't have to double think all the time. I felt exhausted, I think, all the time from, like, constantly double-guessing who I should be or question what I should do. And, you know, we sort of led on to the conversation about, you know, conforming because I'm not a conformer. I'm the worst conformer. I can't deal with hierarchy. I can't deal with, you know, someone tell me, telling me what to do or how to be or how to live my life. And I think that's because I spent so long in controlling relationships where I was told I had to be a certain way or do a certain thing. Um, and it sort of took me to religion because <clears throat> it's sort of taking it back a little bit, sort of talking about telly. Like, I've always said that with TV... I'm not a TV person. Yeah, okay, occasionally I find a series that I like or, you know, something cheesy like Love Island comes on and I want to watch it. But I'm not this sort of person who, you know, does a nine-to-five job, comes home, makes dinner, has a bath, watches telly, goes to bed, gets up the next day, does the same thing. And I really struggle with that idea of life because I do not... Which, uh, this is what I believe. I believe it's because I'm not religious and I don't conform on the basis that I have always got in the back of my mind that you only live once. And I struggle with the fact of watching TV and watching other people live their lives. Um, and I just think, well, why would I want to watch someone else live their life? 
I'm not saying this is right or wrong or, you know, this is my opinion, this is how I feel and this is how I sort of explain perhaps the way I am where I don't deal with hierarchy very well. I don't deal with sort of conforming, um, you know, very well. And I think that, you know, we are taught throughout our life, we're conditioned that we should live a certain way or live a certain life, that, you know, we must grow up and do well at school and go to college or university and get a degree and then go into work and then you know not necessarily do a job that we like and then we must work the shift hours that they provide then we must you know our ultimate goal must be to buy a house and have a mortgage and own a car um, and have children and you know we should live a certain way and behave in a certain manner or else you do not fit in with society. But <clears throat> like I said, I've always got at the back of the, my mind that you only live once because because I'm not religious and I think people have a hard time, you know, thinking that there is no afterlife. I think people have a hard time sort of thinking that, you know, once we're dead, we're dead. Um, I just think this way. I don't know why. But I do feel like that when you die, you you die and you rot into the ground and, you know, you become a part of the earth. Um, and, you know, that that's your time done and you, you've had your time. Um, and that sort of goes, you know, I, I'm a very sort of realistic sort of person. I try and think of everything, you know, realistically. And I think of, for instance, animals. Do I think there's an afterlife for animals? No, I don't. Do I think that, you know, when Dave dies, my cat, Dave, um, he he's... Dying. He ain't dying, whatever. No, he's not dying. He's going to be one of those um, Egyptian ones. Egyptians are going to mummify him. Yeah. <laughs> but I just think that, you know, when he dies, that will be his time. You know, we'll love him and, you know, be sad that he's gone. But we, you know, I mean, he's only a bloody kitten. I hope he lives a lot longer than, you know. I'm going to make sure he outlives you. <laughs> Outlives me. What's yeah, that? Gonna for that, kill me? Gonna kill me first. How much you got saved? <laughs> Not a lot now. We've bought the house, um, but you know I'm very realistic and I I think of things very. What's the word I'm thinking of? Realistically, um, yeah, that word. I can't think of what the word is, but I think of everything in that sort of way, and you know I consider you know, ghosts, like, I don't believe in ghosts, because I think, you know, imagine how many people have died in this world, could you imagine the amount of ghosts, I mean, you know, the ghosts won't be able to move, they'll be squeezing past each other, because there'll be so many bloody ghosts, I'm, I'm, I'm a very realistic yeah, kind ghosts, of person, ghosts are the ones that don't go anywhere, well, how many do you think have not passed through then, I mean, if you're talking about ghosts, and these are only the people that haven't passed through, you know, the ghosts must be the damned, the damned souls. What you don't, don't you don't there. think there's more okay. than a? How many people have lived on this earth in all the time that we've been yeah. here? And? Yeah, if there was damned souls, there would be still, there wouldn't be enough room for all the ghosts. It's it's I, I this is my belief. I'm not saying it's right. I'm not saying it's wrong. Well, I think it's you know, basically proven right. But well, if you look at science, it's just like the science whole. Is Science is a load of bollocks. What a statement. What a statement. Science is fact. Science is fact. And it's like the whole Big Bang theory. You know, you talk about 
a man created the world. You know, what a load of... I mean, I said earlier, you know, what, what, religion what? religion what was a... What created the world then? What? What created the world? The Big Bang. Was the Big Bang? Yeah. So taking it back, what I said to you earlier, like... Religion was created to control the masses. There was no law. There wasn't a specific law. So there was religion. I mean, if there was a religion, I mean, there wouldn't be. I think, what, is there something like 600? Google this. How many religions there are there? I think something like five, 600 religions across the world. How many different gods do people reckon there are? How many different Bibles and books and Korans? <clears throat> How many? Estimated roughly 4,200. 4,200 religions. I said 500, bloody hell. There you go, 4,200 religions. 4,200 religions, 4,200 different gods. And that's not even 4,200 because some religions believe there's more than one god. It's ridiculous. How can anyone believe... Like that, this is this is my opinion. You know, obviously, I have no disrespect to anyone who is religious because at the end of the day, that's their belief, and I am a big believer in accepting the difference of opinion. My opinion is, however, it is ridiculous, and I think you know, religion was created to to you know create order and law and conformity, but nowadays especially in our society, religion is an optional thing. Religion is something you can choose to believe. However, I think people have got so comfortable with the fact that there could possibly be an afterlife or they're scared that there isn't an afterlife, it stops them living their life today. So it stops them living their life because they think, you know, they're comfortable. They're not afraid you know, necessarily, I don't think you should be afraid to die, but I think, you know, they're comfortable with the fact that if they die, there's an afterlife. Whereas I think, you know, in my head, I'm not scared to die, but I don't think there is an afterlife. And therefore, I think that's what drives me to be um, less conforming, because I don't think that after my life, I am going to um, go somewhere or be somebody or see somebody I just think that I'm going to sort of, you know, rot into the earth and I become part of the soil. And I think that's what happens. So on a day to day basis, yes, sometimes I watch telly. Yes, sometimes I do, you know, normal day to day things. But I'm less of a conformer in the fact that I don't think that I should have to necessarily do a job that's nine to five or, you know, work full time or, you know, you know, well, the fact is I've worked two jobs, which works more than full time. But I'm I'm a very spontaneous spontaneous kind of person. I like spontaneity. I like to do new things. I like to experience new things. In the back of my head all the time is you only live once. Whenever I make a decision, whenever there's a big decision to be made, in the back of my mind is you only live once. And yes, I think that's come about more as I've got older especially since I hit my 30s decided to make changes in my life in terms of you know my marriage and you know making massive decisions which meant a massive change in my life and from there I think I decided that you know I am not going to conform I'm not going to be disrespectful I'm not going to you know upset the balance of everybody else I'm still very considerate of other people I'm very kind and in my nature, I'm very loving and want to help people. But I don't want to conform to what society tells me I should conform to. Because, and it, 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 I do think I've rebelled a little bit against conforming. Because 
I, well, I mean, I don't trust the people who are teaching me what I should be doing in my life and how to conform. So, for instance, the government, I do not trust the government. I don't, I don't trust that what they're saying and doing is in necessarily our best interest because I think the governments don't reveal the truth. They don't give us the full picture of what, you know, they're really doing. I mean, we don't really know what they're getting up to. I mean, that's been proven many times. We don't understand what they're doing, you know, what they feed us, what the news they feed us, you know, our media, you know, negative news sells better than positive news. You know, we're pumped full of information from, you know, the media sources. That's crap. You know, we are led by government who is led by, you know, the world's biggest companies, it's all financially led, you know, war makes money. Um, I mean, you know, Paul being in the army, you know, I completely 100% respect what he does. And, you know, but I don't believe in war, not for the reasons I'm talking about sort of modern day war, where, you know, the reasons are to go and, you know, attack a certain place under, you know, the idea that there's weapons of mass destruction, when we all know it's because of the bloody oil, and we had the, this conversation earlier, like today, there's massive issues with petrol and getting um, petrol and diesel. And we have the conversation about, you know, the next thing is fossil fuel because, you know, we've got plenty of that. However, that's in Africa, not in Iraq. So, you know, watch this space. The next place that is going to be under attack is is Africa for fossil fuel, which, you know, we've no one's ever paid any interest in Africa before because they've got you know no matter how corrupt they are or you know what terrorists they think are in Africa you know we leave them alone because they've got nothing to benefit us whereas you know the Middle East have got you know a a financial benefit to be there um and you know massive respect for what Paul does but I really struggle with why um people are doing what they're they're doing you know in terms of army i'm talking like you know the everyday soldier you know uses pawn pieces and it and it upsets me upsets me that you know people are playing with people's lives and trying to um influence how people live and act and you know the idea that everyone must go to school and perform well at, well at school and then go to university and then you know have a nine to five job you know look at all look at so many successful people who didn't really do well at school you know there's go to school and there's one system one system for everybody not everyone is good at the same thing how can you expect everyone to go to school and learn the same thing and do the same thing and be the same person? You've got completely, you know, different personalities. Um, I'm just a massive believer in individuality and, you know, allowing people to be themselves and not necessarily having to conform or having the pr- the pressures to conform. Because I think then that leads to depression because we set ourselves a target, which is so great, um, you know, that we must, you know, go to school and get good grades, we must then, you know, get a good job, we must then fall in love, we must then have children, we must then, or before then, have a house, you know, we must then get life insurance and, you know, get a pension, you know, we have to conform to all these things and if we don't, we should be scared or worried or unsatisfied or depressed and, you know, these massive pressures in life to find these exact things and do these conformative things 
means that we are left a lot of the time feeling unsatisfied and left also as well in unhappy relationships with partners perhaps because we feel like we should get married to somebody and you know not necessarily the right person and do we stay with that person therefore for the wrong reasons because you know we with society has told us that we must live a certain way and be a certain person um and you know my whole belief sort of going back to the whole religion side of things is that i believe people conform and are happy to conform a lot more because they are comfortable with the fact that you know not necessarily they have got one life or don't consider the fact that I've only got one life, I should be living my life to the full. Um, so that is why, you know, I'm quite strong on the opinion of, um, you know, I'm not religious and I'll say I'm not religious and I don't necessarily believe in, in the afterlife. I mean, I would, yeah, of course, it would be lovely if there is something but, you know, if I put my realistic head on and look at things realistically and look at everything from a point of view which, you know, makes sense, um, you know, in my eyes, I think, you know, it, it's it's not going to happen, personally. Um, again, I'm not going to say I'm right. I'm not going to say I'm wrong. You know, people see a lot of comfort and feel a lot of comfort from you know, the idea of afterlife when it comes with, with people they've lost as well. So it's it's a way of dealing with mourning people. Um, and I completely understand that. I wouldn't want to, you know, take that away from anybody. But my opinion is that, you know, we should, could also consider the fact that we do only live once, whether or not you believe in it or not. I think sometimes you need to, even if you believe in afterlife, consider the fact that there isn't to allow you to actually live your life to the full. Um, very deep. Absolutely very, very deep. Um, but hopefully it will encourage people to live a little bit more, you know, do a little bit more and, and, and stop conforming so much and, you know, get more out of their life and the person that they are. Wow, that was deep.